Good morning, Compass Church. How are you? Now, I wanted to pause and give you an opportunity to wake up. If you're not up, you are now. Good morning. I have had compliments and heard about my voice for years. I was recently on the phone in an airport, and a lady heard me talking to my wife, and she came over. She goes, sir, it's such a pleasure to meet you. And I said, oh, well, thank you. I thought she had seen the Financial Peace videos or something. And she goes, just such a pleasure. She goes, I've seen you, and just I'm, I'm excited to meet you. And she was getting ready to leave. I said, ma'am, ha- where do you know me from? She said, from those insurance commercials. <laughs> Seriously. Really? Now, in hindsight, I wish I would have looked at her and said, are you in good hands? <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't know. Good morning. It is a pleasure to be with you all. I'm excited to spend the next few weeks with you talking about this area of stewardship. It's typically an area that is confusing. Uh, people get it, get it twisted. They, they misunderstand it. And so over the next few weeks, I really am excited to talk with you about those three areas of time, talent, and treasure. And as we look at it, we know stewardship is simply the management of that which is someone else's. That's all it is. And so I was thinking about how do you communicate that the best way? And I immediately thought of it, algebra. (laughs) Now, some of the younger kids just had a tremor. They're like, is he allowed to talk about math in church? That ought to be illegal or something. And some of you that are a little bit more seasoned, you're having a hard time going back, thinking about algebra. But remember how confusing it was initially? Right, Because we went from just basic addition and multiplication to all of a sudden algebra entered the equation. And instead of 2 plus 2 equaling 4, we now got x plus y equals z. Excuse me? Okay, you just defied all laws of math right there. x plus y equals z. And, And when you begin to study it and learn it, you understand that, wait a minute, okay, there are some laws with algebra. There are systematic things you have to follow to get to the correct answer. It doesn't make sense, I mean, just on the initially, but when you start to learn it and follow it and obey the laws of math, you can begin to arrive at the right answer. So X plus Y equals Z, and you all know, you'd put all kinds of little numbers in front of it, and you would arrive at it. And then if you had the kind of math teacher I had growing up, you couldn't just put the answer down. You had to show your work. Did you all have to do that? Say yes. Yes. It prevented people from guessing, right? You had to show your work. Stewardship, I think, follows the same pattern. I think there are some laws that we have to follow with stewardship to arrive at the right answer. So here's my stab at it. Walk with me here. Head plus heart plus hands equals stewardship. And some of you are going, bless his heart. He don't know nothing about math. (laughs) You're like, you can't head plus heart plus hands equals stewardship. And I know what bless your heart means. I'm from the South, so be careful with that. (laughs) It can be a compliment or it can be, oh, bless his heart, as in take pity on me. So I know how that works, but walk with me here. Stewardship. If I can get my head to truly understand what stewardship means, like truly understand it, and if I can get my heart to grasp 
what stewardship truly means and if I can get my hands to truly serve in the manner of what stewardship really means, I too can arrive at the right answer. I can arrive at the answer that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wants us to have with stewardship. And so we're going to tackle that subject now. Tackling has a special meaning to me. I'm a former linebacker. So if you try to leave as I'm talking, I will chase you down. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, okay? I will tase you because some of you look fast. Then I'll tackle you. <laughs> but hold on. Tackle has a, you all, this is a football area, tackling. I also wrestled in college. So if you, if you, if you tackle something, what do you do? You grab it and you secure it and then you take it down. But you have to grab it and secure it. That's what I want us to do over the next few weeks with stewardship. I want us to grab it. I want us to grab it with our heads. No more of this. Because if we go by the world standards, we're going to end up by the, the world standard. And that's not our standard. So we want to grab it with our head. We want to grab it with our heart. And we want to be able to show it with our hands. So I want to point out a few scriptures to you. If you would, get your Bibles out. There are some in the seats in front of you. And some of you are high tech. You've got an e-reader or an iPad, so swoosh on over, okay? But we're going to go to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Give you a minute to get there because I, I think if we can get our heads to study this and start to really go after what stewardship means, we can begin to have some inner peace. We can begin to get things right. There's no more guessing about what should I be doing, Lord. He tells us. We have his playbook right in front of us. And so look at Ephesians. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The words that jump out at me there are wise and unwise. Do you all know some wise people? Hello? Do you? Do you know some unwise people too? Now, if they're sitting beside you, don't look at them right now. <laughs> don't make eye contact, okay? But wise and unwise. So there's a right way and a wrong way. The days, the opportunity, the time. That's the area I want to focus on this morning. Wise and unwise use of time. Start to think about that and start to look at it. The next one I want to direct your attention to is in Psalms, Psalms 31:15. And it reads, my times are in your hands. Deliver me the hands of my enemies for those who pursue me. That A, the time that we have, and I don't know, have you all ever wasted time? Somebody said yes. They're like, quit looking at me, dude. I said yes. Wasting time. We can waste it. And I think in my mind, as much as I talk about financial side, and we'll deal with treasure later, but I think that there is a name for time that's not attached to a plan. It's called wasted. And if we don't get intentional with our time, we'll end up wasting it. We'll end up wondering where it went. And here's the thing that blew me away. I was explaining time to my children. I have three young boys. They're nine, seven, and six. Pray for me. <laughs> No, I'm serious. After church, we are praying for me, okay? This gray in my beard is a souvenir from the days I'm living with them three boys, okay? And my mom said, they're just like you. 
I said, hush, mama, all right? But we don't want to waste time. I want my boys to understand that when that, I, I was explaining that when a minute goes by, we can never get it back. And my son looked at me and he said, never? I said, never. That's a, that's a minute that's spent. We can never get it back. And if you start to think about it that way, I think we'll start to guard it more. We'll start to be careful with how we use it. Look at the final scripture. I want to point out Mark 10, 44 and 45. It says, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I'm going to have a confession period here. Have you all ever said you deserve some me time? Have you ever used that phrase? Now, you can imagine with three young boys, I've used that phrase a little bit. My wife has used it too. And, And we started to look at that. And you know what I found out in the Bible? Jesus didn't take me time. It ain't in the Bible. Uh Uh-oh. I deserve some me time. Hmm. If we look at Jesus' example in the Bible, he not only focused on serving, he did it even when he was tired. The disciples would try to get him away or shoo crowds away, and he would say, no, I, I need to go be with them. I need to talk to them. Me time wasn't a priority on his list. Now, just as you feel convicted with that, I do as well. I have to be careful now. But I realize that, okay, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to make sure that each day it passes, I'm getting a little bit better. Because I realize something, in this personal development area, you never stay the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Every day. My wife reminds me of that in love because she heard me say it in a speech one time and she goes are you getting better today (laughs) I go I'm trying I'm praying pray for me but you're either getting better or getting worse and I want to point out I I love social media I'm on there because I think if I can get a daily dose of positive then I can try to keep some of the negatives out of my life you know some negative people oh my They'll pull you down. And so in our minds and in our heads, I think if we want to live a positive, productive life, we have to keep positive and productive thoughts. Now, I want to tell you something. You can't control what pops into your head, but you can control how long it stays there. All kinds of stuff will just pop in your head, but you can control how long it gets to stay. And I want to point out a couple tweets that I'd sent out. And if they'll put them up on the screen, you'll see it. It says, wisdom will never waste energy or resources on the unnecessary. Now, I talk about that, especially in the aspect of time. Wisdom will never waste resources on the unnecessary. Which means that with your time, I don't want you to waste your time anymore on the unnecessary. And we all can immediately start to think of some things that are unnecessary that we spend time on. But now, intentionally, I'm not going to waste time on that anymore. Many of you have goals. We're getting toward the end of the year, and I would encourage you to have some goals. I would encourage you to have those written down before the first of the year. because, And we do them as a family. I've got my goals, my wife has hers, and then we help the kids with their goals. 
And I figured out something. The only way you can strive for something is to keep your focus on it. And so for me, I am constantly trying to make sure I'm getting better with the use of my time. I want to be smart about how I use it. I want to spend my time wisely. And there's another one I want them to put up. uh, And it's too many constant poor decisions will leave you behind in getting ahead. If you're constantly not using your time wisely, then you're constantly wondering where it went. Okay, and so you got to look at it. And, and TV is one of those areas. Hello? Now, don't get me wrong. I like TV too. Okay, but there are only certain shows I put on now as I watch it with my boys. We watch Duck Dynasty. Because <laughs> I realize there's nothing on there. They've got some morals on there. And there's some silly stuff, but there's nothing going to pop up. Have you ever been watching TV with your kids and a commercial came on that you didn't have or want to even try to explain? Daddy, what's that? Boy, go get me a drink of water. Yeah, we're not even going to. You just do the Jedi mind trick on them. Children are easy, okay? Just change the subject. But TV, we've got to be aware of that. Average American, I read in a study, watches right around 34 to 36 hours of TV a week. And some of you would say, oh, I don't, I don't, Chris, I don't watch that much. Mm-hmm. That's a Mama Hoganism right there. Watch it. Mm-hmm. You start to track it, I think it would shock you how much you spend watching TV. So you know what I do? I put my TV time on a budget. I only watch two, three, two to three hours max per week, and that includes sporting games. Because I realize that some of that is for checkout purposes, and yeah, I want to have some fun and be entertained, but at the end of the day, I was spending more time on being entertained than I was spending with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can I get an Amen. But once I knew that, I had to make a decision. And I'd love for him to put up my next tweet. This one I felt convicted on. See, a conscious repeated error, excuse me, a conscious repeated error is not a mistake. It's called a choice. Uh Uh-oh. That means if if I'm knowingly doing it over and over, it's not a mistake anymore. It was a mistake the first time. Now it's a choice. Being married, guys, have you ever said something to your wife and hurt her feelings? Hello? (laughs) They're like, no, we're the perfect marriage, Chris. We haven't done anything like that. And I realize my words, I'm a very direct person because I'm passionate about everything. I don't do anything half. I go. And so I realized that some of my words, the way I would say it, a lot of times would hurt her feelings. And so I had to be smart about that, because if I keep doing that over and over, now, I, now it's not a mistake anymore. If I know I'm wrong and I know it hurts somebody, then now it's not a mistake. That's called a choice when I keep doing it. So with regard to time, I know time can slip away from us as we're watching TV or doing things, but here's the deal. We're not going to let it just keep slipping away. Because if you plop down in front of the TV for three hours then you intended to spend three hours in front of the TV. Again, got to start to think a little bit different. And then the one I want to show you is this. Because as much as we talk about some things today and over the next few weeks, you're going to feel convicted. I want to tell you, I do as well, even as I speak with certain things. But I want to remind you that you are a work in progress, not a finished product. 
Stop holding yourself to that standard that you have to be perfect. What I want us to do is to strive to get better day in and day out because we never get to stay the same. And so as you look at that, you have to make that conscious decision that I want to improve. Have you all ever had a God appointment? Have you ever encountered somebody that you needed to encounter or they needed to encounter you? It's mind-blowing when it happens. And people often call it what? Coincidence. Please. That's not a coincidence. That's called a God appointment. I was at the park with my boys, and they loved to play, and I was there, and I was pushing them on the swing. And a little boy came up to me, and he said, he goes, Mr. Chris, I wish my daddy was like you. And I said, oh, what, what, what do you mean? He goes, well, you play with your kids and you have fun and everything. His dad, he was from a single-parent home. And I, I realized this was one of these times not to just push on by, but that I needed to spend some time talking to this little boy. Because, you see, I had some things I needed to tell him. As he told me he wished his daddy was like me, I said, son, I said, come sit down, talk to me, what's going on? And dad had been gone for a while, single parent home, mom working a couple jobs. You know the scenario, you've heard it. And he said, I wish my daddy was like you. I said, no, you don't. I said, you can go ask my sons if you want to. (laughs) I was trying to put some clarity on this. The whole time I'm asking, I'm praying inside, Lord, what do I tell this little boy? And the Lord did this to me. Tell him he's got a father. I said, okay. And so I said, listen, I said, I know your parents aren't together, but listen, you have a father. You have a father that I don't even come close to touching. You have a father that will be with you every day and in any way you need him to be. You just have to talk to him. And I said, do you pray much? And he goes, a little here and there. He said, only when I need something. Does that sound familiar? Some of our prayer lives sound like we're going through a drive-thru, don't it? Lord, I need two of them. They need two of those. It does, doesn't it? Listen, I started to listen to myself pray and realize I was like on a request line, requesting stuff. I put myself in check. I felt convicted. Now my prayers are thanking him, not asking for stuff. And so I told the little boy, you do have a father, and I talked with him, and he walked away from me a little bit different that day. How did that day happen? I had intentionally taken off two hours early from work to get my boys from school and take them to the park. I was intentional with my time. That little boy... I do believe, was waiting on me to be there that day. And the thing that weighs on my heart the most is the thing the Lord put on me, because I, I, I carve out time each month to take a day just to sit and sit and sit. Because I, I, I want to hear him. I know I'm too busy. We're so busy with things buzzing, ringing, and dinging, we can't concentrate. Phones, iPads, this and that and that. No wonder we're ADD culture. Squirrel, right? I mean, everybody, what? (laughs) You know? But I realized one of the things I felt in my heart, the Lord put on my heart, is he said, uh, and I was thinking, I think, and I thought, oh, my gosh. 
as I look back at the example with that little boy and as I look back throughout my life, uh, in high school playing football, we started to complain a little bit about being tired. So our football coach took us to the Shriners Hospital. You all knows what, you know what those are? Those are hospitals for little kids. They took us to the Shriners Hospital and he said he wanted to give us some perspective. And as I went in and sat down with Joshua, a little boy, I noticed in the hospital bed from the, where his leg should have been from the knee down, there was nothing there. I sat down on the bed and uh, I get goosebumps thinking about that little boy. Um, He said, Chris, if I could run again, I'd run all day long. He goes, if I had my leg, I'd just run all day long. I wouldn't worry about stopping. I wouldn't worry about water. We were supposed to spend two hours at that hospital. We ended up staying for three. I walked out of there a little bit different. I grew up. I had perspective now. You see, going forward, my legs could never be that tired again. I couldn't complain like that again because I now had perspective. See, no matter how tired I got on that field, I still had two legs. I was still playing a game. This little boy was battling for his life. That's called perspective. I was so grateful for our coach taking us up there. That visual has stayed with me. I was 16 years old when we went. I've never forgotten it. I'll never forget it. And I'll never be that tired again. But the time I spent with that little boy changed me. That changed my mind about some things. Time is a valuable asset. And we have to create margin in there for those God appointments. Stop running around busy. Listen, don't ever confuse being busy with being productive. Hello? I know I'm stepping on toes. Because we'll say that in a heartbeat. Well, I can't do that. Church needs people. No, I can't do that. I'm busy. Well, we're trying to do the the hunger thing for kids, and I can't go to that. I'm busy. Really? Let me ask you this question. I ask myself this all the time. Are you too busy for God? Hmm. See, God appointments are the way that you are serving other people. That's the opportunity that you have to interface with people. And see, we're not supposed to do life alone. So if we don't have some margin in our worlds and in our budgets and in our time, we won't get to spend those. I often wonder to myself how many I've zoomed right by, how many I didn't have awareness to really be able to look at it and really be intentional about spending time with people. And so now I take my boys, we go visit retirement homes, and I go do seminars there. I spend time. I love spending time with the elderly. You know why? They ain't scared. They'll just tell you the truth. Like one little man, he looked at me, he goes, how long you been bald? <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. About, I, I just shave it. I just, 
He goes, oh, so you can grow hair? I go, yes, sir. And my, my son said, he's bald by choice. <laughs> That's what I tell my boys. They're like, daddy, you're bald. I go, I'm bald by choice. I can grow all the hair I want to right around in this quadrant right here, okay? <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> but you spend time with people. When you have time and you sit down with them and you get to know them, turns out you don't get to be elderly or have gray hair if you're not wise, You spend time with people that have been through some things, and what they'll do is they'll tell you some things not to repeat and things you absolutely better repeat. That spending time with them is is quality. My boys love it. They make drawings, and we take them there, and we've got about five or six of them that we visit with. They don't have family that comes to see them. They have family. They just don't take the time to come to see them. Margin, God appointments, making time to be intentional to serve. That's what our Lord and Savior did all of his life was to serve. See, life isn't that complicated. We just have to think. We have to focus. I need to have some time for God appointments. I need to have time to go serve in the church and in my community. And you all do a good job here. You all are intentional about your service. What I want you to do is just pray and ask God if you're doing enough. Like if we can, instead of 34 to 36 hours of TV a week, can, can we shave that down a little bit? Because I found out something. Improvement is just one thing away. It's called a decision. You want to get better in your marriage? spend more time. You want to get to know your kids a little bit better? Spend more time. I was at McDonald's and I was uh, with my boys there and I, I don't like McDonald's. I'm so tired of McDonald's, I don't know what to do, okay? I've been going there for like years, okay? Uh, they know me by name too because I bring my boys in, okay? But I was in in there, and and I saw a a car pull up, and a little boy got out of the car with his mom, and he got his backpack out of the back of the car, and he came in. His dad was on the inside. Now, it doesn't take a genius to figure out this was a divorce situation. And so the boy's coming in, and he's sitting down. He's so excited to talk to his dad. And my boys, we're sitting behind him, and he's telling his dad the story about his day, and dad, I did this, I did this. And you know what his dad was doing? He had his phone. And the little boy's talking. See, he must have been used to it because he didn't blink an eye. The little boy just kept talking. And I wanted to go shake the man and say, give your son the attention. He's right here in front of you. But I couldn't. You know why? Because when I looked down in my hand, I was holding my phone. That's called conviction. I took my phone and sat it down. And now I'm intentional when I spend time with my boys talking. I don't, well, see, we're too good at multitasking. I saw a man driving down the road, shaving, eating, and talking on the phone. <laughs> I said, I need to get him a job is what I need to do. This guy's good. <laughs> but we've become too good at multitasking. We've got to focus. We have to understand that time is intentional. We have to spend it. I want to tell you a few stats. Listen to this one. According uh, 34 to 36 hours of TV, but look at this. Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
Now, desktop users use an average of six hours on Facebook every month. And some of you are thinking, oh, I ain't that bad. I'm going to go to the mobile. Mobile users used it on average of 11 hours per month, according to Comscore study. We also spend about 15 hours a week on average in our cars. Now, out here, I have a new perspective now on traffic. <laughs> See, we just have congestion in Nashville. I used to call it traffic. We got the traff, y'all got the ick out here. <laughs> Woo! Oh yeah, I got a whole new perspective. But if you're spending that kind of time in the car, let me ask you this. Instead of humming the song of the most recent silly song, can you spend some time with your father? Just, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying don't listen to music. I understand it has value, but could you spend some time praying? Could we listen to music that stands for something? Could we listen to something that's uplifting? Remember, I don't know how we can expect to keep putting negatives in, negatives in, negatives in, negatives in, and expect any kind of way that we get a positive. We got to be careful. And all I'm saying is just awareness. And remember my tweet, we're all a work in progress. You're not a finished product yet. You're not there yet. But you do have to be intentional about your time. So I, I wanted to pose a few questions. And these are things I want you to pray about and think about as you go throughout the week. And it's this. What does a good steward do with their time? I'm just asking. I, don't, I can't answer for you. But what would a good steward do with their time? What are some things that we waste our time doing? And so if you can begin to name those things, if you can identify where you may be wasting some time, now you can begin to take it back. Because remember, a repeated bad decision is a choice. It's not a mistake. So as we work together over the next few weeks with this series of stewardship, understand that nothing that you have is your own. It was all given to you as a blessing. Your time is also a blessing. Save time. Keep margin in your life to have for those God appointments because they matter. They mean something. And they'll do something through you as well, just you taking the time to love people. Pray with me if you would. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to be here today. I thank you for each and every family that's represented here. Lord, I ask that you give us the courage to try to get better. Give us the courage to make changes in our lives. Help us to focus on you. Help us to focus on God's way instead of the world's way. Help us to be wise with our resources. Help our heads to understand this concept of stewardship. Help our hearts to feel it and to feel your heart. And help our hands to serve in ways that we've never served before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you all.